Okay, good evening to all of you in uh, wherever you are around the United States of America. I'm here in Florida. I see a bunch of Arizona uh, people in Mark's window uh, and a couple of others. Good to see all of you. We're going to be starting uh, tonight for for Maseches Psachim Daf Samach Aleph. Thank you. And we're going to be starting from the bottom of Samach Ahmed Bey's right at the first of the wide lines. Yesterday, we dealt with a, a sugya where a person was a little bit confused with their kavanas. They started out by saying, they started out by saying that, uh, you know, maybe the, I want to bring this korban as a korban Pesach. And then they changed their mind from uh, having the korban to be a korban Pesach to a different mindset. Their mindset instead was a mindset of, um, of, a, of a korban shlamin. Which should not really work. So that's a big discussion in Rabba Pask and Makula. So today, the Gemara is going to be asking a slightly different question, but connected. Here we go. We're six lines from the bottom of Samach Hamid Beis asks the Gemara, Ibayalahu, another question was raised. Yesterday, we asked the question, what if you had a different machshava? You changed your machshava from Lishmo to Shalo Lishmo, from thinking about a Korban Pesach, which is a very specific type of Korban, and requires a very specific type of Kavana, and you shifted it to a different kavana. You shifted it to a mindset of shinui, uh, of of, um, of shlamin, which is a little bit more global. So then we were lenient. But what if the problem wasn't your machshava about psachim versus shlamin? What if the question was who is the bialim? Is it for this family or for that family? So that is the question of the Gemara. Now we're saying it's it's a it's on not on erev Pesach. It says here it's shaar yimos hashana, and it was bishinui bialim. So it's a korban Pesach. We're going to use the tenth of Nisan as the sample. It was brought on the tent of Nisan. And uh, when the carbon was being brought, it was brought to Shinui Bailam. I know the Karish family was the ones who wanted to bring it, but no, it's not that family. It's the Schwartz family. Fine. So Mahu, so says, asks the Gemara in, in the following frame as to whether or not we hold like Rava from before. Do we extend Rava's leniency by the mindset of uh, what the Gemara will soon refer to as Shinui Kodesh, their mindset of Kedusha, of Psachim versus Shlamim. So asks the Gemara, Shinui Bailem, Kishinui Kodesh Dami, Ummachshir Do we say that just like yesterday, when Rava was lenient on the Shinui Kodesh, in the change of your mindset between Psachim and Shlamim, there Rava was lenient, would we say the same thing here about Shinui Bailem, of thinking about the different family? Would that be considered sufficient, and therefore the, the Korban would be kosher, yes or no? Uh, Olo? So then Amar Rav Papa, Rav Papa says, I think I might have an answer to this. He said, Amrisa the Shmaisa Kame de Rava. Rav Papa said, I, I, I actually um, spoke to Rava directly about this. Now, yesterday, Rava again was speaking about Shlomim versus um, Shlomim versus Kodshim, uh, sorry, Psachim versus Shlomim. And here, uh, our question is, Shinui Bailim, yes or no? Does that have the same leniency as Rava? So he says, I spoke to Rava about this. Papa, I spoke to Rava. And what did what did Rav Papa recommend? We're four lines from the bottom. He says, Hoil Vishinui Kodesh Postlobismano. Vishinui Bailim Postlobismano. Well, we know that Shinui Kodesh Bismano on the 14th of Nisan, if you say Shlamim on the 14th of Nisan, your korban is done for. It's puzzle. So we know that's true. We also know that Shinui Bailim post Lobizmano, that on the 14th of Nisan, if you say that it's for the, for the wrong Chabura, the Halacha is that it's Pasol. So then I would therefore, says Rav Papa, make the following jump. Ma Shinui Kodesh post Lobizmano, Machshiro Le'acharzmano. Just like Yesterday in the sugya where Ravo is lenient, we said that we know that Shinui Kodesh is a big problem on Yudalid Nisan. 
But when it's on Yud Nisan, Rebbe was lenient. So maybe we'd also say, even also, we would say the same thing about Shinui Bailam. Namely, we're making a full equivalence between the world of Shinui Kodesh, changing your mindset from Sachem to Shlamim, to the world of Shinui Bailam, from the Karish family to the Schwartz family. That's all fine. It's all the same. Therefore, because we know they both are, are posel, Shinui Kodesh and Shinui Bailam are posel on Yadalid, and we know that uh, Shinui Kodesh is lenient when it's not Pesach proper, so too says the Gemara, it must be it must be that that too is also lenient. So that's what Rav Papa presented to Rava. And Rav Papa uh, was wrong. Rava, Rava shut that down. The Amar Li, Rava said back to Rav Papa, Lo, you're absolutely incorrect. You can't compare, this is a fundamental idea, the flaw in thinking of a korban as being a psachim versus being a shlamim is a different flaw than the flaw of thinking it's for family X versus family Y. And Rava paints a very detailed picture as to why that's true. There are four areas in halacha where we would say that shinui kodesh, the change in mindset of psachim to shlamim, is different than the mindset of family X versus family Y. What are the four things? Says the Gemara of Amarli Lo, you're incorrect. When it comes to shinui kodesh, normally we would say that's a psul in the goof of the animal. Not only that, we'd also say that the psul of, uh, of shinui kodesh could apply to any of the four steps of the avoda. Remember, we said yesterday there are four steps to hakrava. There's shechita, kabbalah, sadam, hiluch, and zrika. And we could apply shinui kodesh to all of them. Turning to the top of samach aleph, the Gemara says the third concern that Rabbi has, misa. there's halachic implications as it relates to shinui kodesh, as it relates to the bailim, uh, as it relates to the uh, to the children of this person if you were to die. And as well, and as well, we have an uh, an application to whether or not this is a korban seaboard versus a korban yachid. All of that is true. Those four detailed areas are all true by Shinoi Kodesh. However, Tomar, what you cannot say, Tomar, you're going to say the same thing, the Shinoi Bailim. There by Shinoi Bailim, we have four different halachos. The Ein Psulo Begufo. There, when there's Shinoi Bailim, family X versus family Y, that's not a Psul Beguf HaKorban. It's a secondary problem. It's not a primary problem. And as well, says the Gemara, it doesn't apply to all four aspects of the Avod. It only really applies to the Shechita. There's no implication for the children as it relates to this Korban, if there's a, a concern about Shinui Bailim, about family change. And it doesn't have the same halachic status as does Shinui Kodesh. So Rava paints a picture where he says, Rav Papa, what are you talking about? You're trying to compare what I said yesterday, says Rava. You're trying to compare the case where where someone made a mistake in their mindset of Sachem versus Shlamim, Mashinui Kodesh. You're trying to compare that to Shinui Bailin, the family X versus family Y. They're totally incomparable for four reasons. And then Rava backs down a little bit. He's like, and and, and maybe you're right, Rav Papa. Maybe two of these things really aren't so severe. Ve'afal Gavin, even though you're right, the Tarte Lavdafka, two of them are kind of loose, and we'll get into that in a, in a moment. Uh, two of these four examples as differences between Shinui Kodesh and Shinui Bailam are really not so strong. But still, however, Tarte Mihadafka. And what, what are the two that are really not a good question uh, as a difference between Shinui Bailam and Shinui Kodesh? The Maishna Shinui Bailam, really, when it comes to Shinui Bailam, there, Delohabi Psulabi. When it comes to Shinui Bailim, it's a Machshava like any other Machshava. And it's no different than the Machshava of Psachim versus Shlamin. 
So you wanted to say that really that one of the differences between Shinui Bailam and Shinui Kodesh is that it's a psul bikuf. It's not a psul bikuf. It's a psul b'machshav. It's not a mum. It's not like there's a flaw in the animal. It's not. It's just pasha, not what it is. So it says the Gemara, Shinui Kodesh, nami psul b'machshav b'almu. That's uh, one of the four is really not such a good argument. And furthermore, hadam Shinui Bailam enu la'achar misa to say that by Shinui Bailam that there's no implications for the ancestors of that child as it relates to making sure that korban is karev. Says Rav Pinchas, ule Rav Pinchas bereid Rav Ami to Amar. He, he holds differently. He holds that by Shinui Baalim, there is implications for the ancestors. So there were four differences given between Shinui Baalim and Shinui Kodesh, and Rabbah backs down from two. Tarte mihas dafkaninu. But still, Rav Papa, there still are two reasons to make a distinction between Shinui Kodesh and Shinui Baalim. So therefore, I don't accept your answer, and we should not be lenient. Ella, therefore, Rava responds back to Rav Papa. He says, you're wrong because of four reasons, maybe two reasons. But here's the real answer. Here's why, why what, what really the halacha is in this case. Again, what was our question that we started with? The question we said, a, a Korban Pesach was brought on the 10th of Nisan, and it was brought by Shinui Bailim, family X instead of family Y. The Kohen was not thinking about the right thing. Says the Gemara, third of the way down, Wow. Even though it's on the 10th of Nisan, it's not really the right day. But we treat the flaw of thinking of family X instead of family Y as though it was done by Yudal of Nisan. And there everyone agrees, that under those circumstances, the Korban would be puzzled. So yesterday, Rava gave us a lenience. Rava told us yesterday that in a case where you had Shinui Kodesh, we'd be lenient, Psachim versus Shlomim mindset. Here today, we had family X versus family Y. Even though there's reasons that Rav Papa maybe could come up with some answers, not good enough. And Rava says, here, I will be Machmir. That brings us to the Mishnah almost halfway down, Samach Aleph. We've seen pieces of this Mishnah before. Let's say the Korban has your, the, the Kohen has your Korban Pesach. Shechato shelo le'ochlov v'shelo limnuyav le'areilim v'letmeim. Let's say that when the Korban is doing the Shechita, he has in mind, not for those who plan to eat it, not for those who were the appointees, they had people signed up to be at the Bnei Chaburah, they'd signed up to eat a Korban Pesach together, um, or it was Le'arelim, for people who were Arel, they were ineligible because they had an Orla. The Meforshim uh, actually have a Chakira. Let's say that a person has no bris mila simply because he has a medical problem. We know the Gemara paints elsewhere that if a child is a third child who's born and the previous two children uh, unfortunately passed away due to circumcision. The third child is Pater from Brismila the Gamre. So that child, is he an Arel or not? That's a Chakira, that's a Machlokes Aposkim. Is it a din in the fact that he's not Gemalt and unfortunately for him, he therefore can't, can't be Zochit to the Korban Pesach? Or do we say no, that once Halacha builds in a Ptur for him as it relates to Brismila, then he's just exempt. He's exempt and he has no limitations at all by the Korban Pesach. That's a Chakira to be made. Uh, and the post can discuss this. But anyways, uh, it's La'arelim. So the Kohen has in mind for all wrong things, no one that he has in mind is going to eat this Korban Pesach. So the Mishnah writes, Lutmeim, puzzle all of these cases. If the Kohen had them in mind, nothing doing. However, if the Kohen had in mind a mixed mindset, some who will eat and some who will not, says the Gemara, says the Mishnah halfway down on the page, for people who might eat it and people who might not eat it. Those who were appointed to this Chabura for the Korban Pesach and those who are not. Those who were circumcised and those who are not and those who are tummy and those who are tahor if his mindset is a mixed bag he has people in mind who could be eligible for it then great seemingly from the mishnah what it seems is that the mindset of inclusion is relatively low as long as you have in mind even one person who can eat this korban then the whole then the whole korban is kosher but if you have no one in mind then 
um, then the halacha is that it would be puzzle. Continues the Mishnah, Shchato Kodem Chatzos, puzzle. The halacha is if the Korban Pesach is brought before Chatzos on Yud Dalit Nisan, the halacha is that it's puzzle the Gamre, even by a second, the whole Korban is done for. Mishum Shinem are Bein Hoar It's just, this is a minimum. You got to get to the middle of the day. It has to be Bein Hoar different Shat and what Bein Hoar means. We spoke about this the other day in regards to when the Korban Tamit should be brought. Do we say Bein Hoar means in the middle of the, the ha- second half, where it's the first two and a half hours is, uh, is is blocked off. The last two and a half hours is blocked off and the Korban Tamid is brought in the middle. That was one shita or Bein Arbaim, as long as it's moving towards sail, moving towards shade, fine. Different discussions we saw a couple of days ago. So, but if you bring the Korban Tamid before Chatzos Hayom, the halacha is that it's possible because of the Pasuk. Shachatu Kodem Latamid, what if the Korban HaPesach was brought before the, the Korban Tamid Shabin Harabayim? This we had a Mishnah about a couple of days ago. We said in the Mishnah, I don't want to spend time to find it now, but we said in the Mishnah a couple of days ago that, it, oh, yeah, it's, the, uh, it's on the bottom of Nun Chesimut Beis, that if a um, that really we should bring the Korban Pesach after the Korban Tamid. And we gave what we gave Svaras for. We said, We said that when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the Korban Pesach, it has the words Ba'erev and has the words Benhar Bayim. However, the word Tamid only has the word uh, Benhar Bayim. So therefore, maybe we should assume that the Pesach should go after the Tamid. Fine. But as says our Mishnah, what if you did it out of order? Do we say that that Limud, that the Tamid is before the Tamid is before the Pesach, is that the Kuva? Would that prevent the, the, the kosher status of the Korban Pesach, says the Mishnah, that the halach is it would be kosher, ubilvad, provided that one thing is true. Someone should sit there and stir the blood of the Korban Pesach, uh, I'm sorry, of the Tamid, okay? Make sure the blood doesn't congeal. Opens the Mishnah. We need to figure out a little bit of what's going on here. When we finish this, Amun, we're going to turn to the top with a new Shailah. What is a case where the uh, where the shochet, where the Kohen had in mind of Shilola Ochlav, says he was thinking, people who were ineligible to eat because they had medical problems or because of old age, whatever the case may be. What is the what is the category of people who are not manui, who are not appointed to the korban? It was supposed to be chabura X, and instead you had mine chabura Y. So that uh, that's what our mission is talking about when it talks about that. How do we know that these two halachos about Shilola Ochlav and uh, and um, no, and the Pasuk says, What does that Pasuk mean when it says, It's a drasha, and the drasha teaches us from the word that we learn that the Korban Pesach can only be Nishrat only for those people. What's the diuk from that? That if it wasn't for the manui, then it wouldn't work. Maybe if you uh, if you uh, don't do it for the those who are limnuya, okay, you did something wrong, but the korban is still kosher. Absolutely not. It says a, a double language. He says that uh, no, that's definitely not the case, and that's why our Mishnah holds this way that if the if the shochet of the coin has in mind. Um, Chabura X instead of Chabura Y, which really was the appropriate Chabura. So then the halacha is that it's Le'ikuba, that does not work. Rebbe uh, Omer Lashon Sursi, who the language of Tachosu is a, a Lashon Sursi, that's a particular language. It's like someone from the Chabura says, please shecht this sheep for me, for me, namely, similar to the Tanakama in idea, but different in how he learns the Pasuk, which is that this uh, this korban has to be only done bechabura. Ashkechan of good. Now we found a marim makom as to why the Mishnah would preclude a uh, kosher status on a korban 
when the Kohen shechted at Shalola Mnuya, for those who are not part of the uh, Chabura, Shalola Ochla Minolan, how do we know that for people who are uh, who are sick, the Chole or the Zakin, how do we know that they're excluded? Amar Kra, Ish Lafi Achlo Tachosu. Oh, the Pasuk has those two words, Achila and, and Kisa has those two words in the same Pasuk. Therefore, Iskash Ochla Minuyan. So really, it's the same, Mari Makom. So our Mishnah, which, which precludes the Kavana of the Kohen from being. Uh, for Lola Nuyav, people who are not part of the Chabura, or for Achila, they're learned from the same Marimachom. That brings us to the top of Samach Aleph. On the base, we will begin this sugya tonight. We will end about four or five, five or so lines from the bottom of the page, uh, and then we will stop for the night. Here's our new question. Let's say that the Kohen had in mind to do a Shechita for those who, were, who already had a bris mila. Almanas, but when they did this, they did so with Kavana Sheis Kapubo Arelim, that there should be a Kapara for an RL. And that kavana was held bizrika. So yes, it's going to be eaten by uh, by Yisraelim proper who are who are who have a bris. However, during the zrika, that's a time for kapara. So they had in mind we want there to be uh, some kapara for those who are arayim. So that's the shaila. Uh, how does that work out? Would that be considered kosher or not? Machlokas Rav Chizda and Rabba. Rav Chizda Amar Pasul, Rabba Amar Kosher. Why does each one hold what they hold? Rav Chizda Amar Pasul. Why does this work? Because Yesh Machsheves Arelim Bizrika. Because the mindset that the Kohen has during the Zrika matters. It makes a difference, and therefore, because you're having kavana during the Zrika for people who are ineligible to eat from the Korban Pesach, so therefore it ruins everything. Because during this week, you're, you're, you're saying, oh, uh, for kapar, for the arelim. You ruin the whole thing. They're not shaykh to Korban Pesach. So Rav Chiza held that they're going to be, that that Korban would be possible if the mindset during Zrika was for arelim. Uh, he holds, yesh machsheves, arelim is Rika. Rabba Omar, fourth line, samachalaf on the base. Rabba Omar, kosher. Why does he say it's kosher? Because he says, ain machsheves, arelim is Rika. We don't care what you think about during Zrika. You could think about the Arelim and not, it doesn't make a difference. It won't impact the Korban. The efficacy of your words are zero during that time. Your Arelim, not Arelim, doesn't make a difference. So maybe they'll get Kapar, maybe they won't separate Shiloh, but it does not uh, puzzle what we are doing here. Now we're gonna get into why this is the case. This is a, a longer Brisa, a, a very analytical detailed Brisa, and that we will understand hopefully by the end both um, both Rabba's opinion and Rav Chizda's opinion, and then we will call it a night. Amar Rava, Amin'ola, where do I get my shita from that this is kosher? Follow along in the Bryce. It says the Bryce is six lines down, Samachal from Vezitanya. The Bryce writes, Yachol, Yifsol Bnei Chabura Habainimo. Maybe we should assume that other people in the Chabura who are ineligible, but who are with you, maybe they ruin it for you. So let's say uh, you have two people. One has a bris, one doesn't. You're in the same chabur. How that happened, I don't know. But what, maybe that should work. The dinhu, and it's logical. Ho'il the orla poselis, the tuma poselis. Just like we know that orla is a psul for korban, and tuma is also a psul for korban. So says the Gemara the following svar. Ma tuma lo asaba mixas tuma kechol tuma. Just like by tuma. Lo asaba mixas tuma kechol tuma. We don't make everyone tame because of one person that we saw in the Mishnah. We should assume that they're they're very similar in their in their impact on the group. That if you have a mixture of people, some who are allowed to eat and some who are not allowed to eat, we assume that these two are similar, that Tuma and Orla are the same. 
Oh, this is all part of, of the uh, of the brisa here. Oh, says the Gemara. Maybe we could have analyzed a little bit differently. What would be the other option? the orla visman posel. Just like we know that when one is an RL, that's problematic. If the kavana during shechita was for for arelim, it's problematic. Visman posel, and we also know that the timing of the korban could be problematic. So then, mazman asaba mixazman kicholvman. Just like zman itself would be very problematic. So af orla asaba mixas orla kikol orla. Maybe we should make a similar equation. So this is our question is, do we compare RL to Tuma and therefore have the leniency? Or do we compare RL to Zman and therefore we don't have the leniency? So says the Gemara in the name of all of this is within the Brysa, says the Gemara, Nire Lemidome. Let's see which comparison makes more sense to compare Orla to Tuma for a leniency or to compare Orla to Zman for a, for a Chumrah. Donin Davar She'enu Noheg Bechol Azvachim you're going to compare something which doesn't apply to all korbanos, namely orla. The, the fact that an RL is ineligible for a korban is only true by one korban, which is a korban Pesach. It's not true by any other korbanos necessarily. So done in davar she'enu noeg b'chol azvachem, davar she'enu noeg b'chol azvachem. That makes sense. We shouldn't learn from zman because zman doesn't apply everywhere. It's just not the same thing. So you shouldn't compare it to Zman because RL is not comparable to Zman and that RL only applies to one Korban in the world. Zman, the timing at which an, a Korban is brought applies everywhere across the boards. If you bring it at the wrong time, you're puzzled. So we should be comparing leniently, recommends the Gemara. We should com- be comparing RL to Tuma. And just like Tuma at times has leniencies, so too there are leniencies when it comes to, uh, to RL. And that would have answered the way Rabba does above, where he says that it's kosher to have the machshava about a rhythm during Zwicka. Says the Gemara, oh, I could have also argued the other way. We're a third of the way down. Maybe we could have argued the following way, a different way. Maybe we should talk about things that are comparable and that there are no exceptions. We know, for example, that Tuma is Hutcher Betzibor. There are times when and if the whole seaboard is tummy, we still bring the korban. Fine. But but within the realm of Psachim, there are no leniencies by Orla. So maybe we should not be comparing to, to, to Tuma, because Tuma is different. We should therefore compare it to Zman. Talmud Lomar says, Rabbah, what does the Brysa conclude with? Talmud Lomar Zos. My Zos. What does the word Zos come to teach us? It comes to teach us that the first Svara is better, that we compare Orla to Tuma. And therefore, we're okay by the we're okay with the machshava reilam by the zrika. Ilema, what does the word maizos? What does the word zos mean? Halfway down, ilema dekula orla pasla miktsasa lo pasla. If you want to say that if there is uh, some people in the group who are uh, who are RL and some who are not, so hi that I don't need you for that. Hi mi bechol RL nafka that we already learned out from another pasuk. Halalab it must therefore be hachiktani that this is pshat in the brisa. Talmud Lomar Bechol Arel, Kula Orla Pasla, Miksasa Lo Pasla, that there would be no problem if there was just Miksas of the Psul. The Chitema, and if you want to say, Hua Din Lizrika to Kula Orla Mia Pasla, and maybe during Zrika as well, you might have thought that Kula Orla Mia Pasla, Talmud Lomar Zos, Peshitahu to Kula Orla Mia Pasla, only is there a problem when the person has a, um, a mindset of, of our railing, it's only a problem in Shita, Aval Zrika, Afilu Kula Orla Nami Lo Pasla. And this is Rabbah's, this is the, we're getting to the to the end of Rabbah's proof, is that we see from here a distinction. Only by the shechita would the RL, would the mindset of an RL be problematic. However, during Zrika, it would be permissible. The chitema, my kula de Zrika, Rabbah, 
What kind of leniency is that to have a kula during Zrika? He says, because the ain machshavas ochlin bezrika. Because the machshava during Zrika about ochlin is not relevant. We've seen this idea before that by Zrika there's a unique set of halachos where you can't ruin an ochel during this during this uh, time frame of Zrika. Fine, that's all Rabba. Verav Chizda. Rav Chizda was of the opinion three fourths of the way down. Adaraba. I would have learned this the Yavas of the Idach Gisa. I would have learned this totally differently. Talmud Lomar. How would we have read the Bryce of Vichol Arel? What does the Pasuk mean when it says Vichol Arel? Kula or La Pasla, Miksasa La Pasla. When it comes to those who are. Uh, to, a, to a mindset of only Arelim, that's problematic. That would pass all the Korban. But if only some of the people were Arelim, so then lo pasla. Aval, zrika, afilu miksasa nami pasla. He doesn't touch the brisa in the same way that Rabbah does as it relates to zrika. And he says that by zrika, even miksasa would be a problem. Chitema hu adin zrika. Maybe you might have thought that by Zrika uh, that uh, it's only if the whole mindset is about an RL and not about an RL and someone who has a bris. Oh, no, no, that's not true, says uh, says Rebchizda. Only in regards to Shechita, when there is a partial mindset of Arelim, then it's lo pasla. Aval, however, Zrika, when it comes to the mindset of Zrika, Afilu miktsasa pasla. Even the slightest incorrect mindset to include Arelim would be problematic. The chitema of my chumet is Zrika. Why would it be that Rechizda would be so strict by Zrika? So here we're just going to get to the crystallized machlokas, and then we're going to stop because the low mikba pigul ela bezrika pigul is a machshava zara. When you have an incorrect thought during during Zrika, that's called Pigul, that is the problem. Zrika is the worst possible time. So this is the machlokas between Rav Chizda and Rabbah. Do we say that Be'etzem, the mindset during Zrika, makes a difference? Yes or no? According to Rabbah, it does not. There's no machsheva, machshavas, machshavas ochlin bezrika. Masha'in came when it comes to Rav Chizda. He holds that the Zrika, that's when Pigul happens. That's when the worst possible avirus by Korbanos happens. And therefore, they have this machlokas at the top of the page. Let's summarize just this Amud. Just look at the top part of the Amud. What was the question? We he asked a question about someone who did a shechita for those who were who, who were gemalt. They had a bris, but they wanted during this rika to have the mindset of an arel. Does that work? Yes or no? The fundamental machlokas between Rabban and Rav is whether or not we say yesh machshavas machshavas ochlin bezrika or ein machshavas ochlin bezrika. That is their machlokas. We will stop here at maskifla and we will pick up in Yerut Hashem on Motzei Shabbos at 8:40 p.m. Chicago time. Wishing you all a beautiful night. That was a little uh, unacceptable. We were really planning on an hour.